Welcome back to another episode of the Two Hats Podcast. This is episode number 15. I'm your host, Chris, the tactical probation officer, and my beautiful co-host. is Brittany, your favorite PO. And we have a great interview for you guys today. We have Raquel. She is, uh, she was a probation officer in Georgia, and she has now just got hired to be a probation parole officer in the state of Louisiana. So, um, so we've got a lot of, I think we've got a lot of really good um, experience here that we can share with her family. Plus, I know she really wants to go talk about the um, hiring process that she just went through down there in Louisiana. And I know that's something that Brittany loves to ask everyone about. Because, um, you know, with this family, we have a lot of people that are trying to get into the field of community supervision, and they always want to know. So, uh, so since you were an officer in Georgia, I guess we'll, we'll start with that, and we'll say, on the two-hat scale of one to ten, with one being a social worker and ten being a law enforcement officer, from when you were an officer in Georgia, how would you say your department fell on the two-hat scale? So I would definitely say they fell on about on about a nine, ten-ish at that particular department. <laughs> on the law enforcement side? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, we definitely have to talk about that some more. So then, so the follow-up to that is, for you, how did you fall on the scale? Um. Uh, well, since I was in traffic division, I probably was more of like a Maybe like a four or five-ish, maybe. What made you interested in this profession to begin with? All right. So I've always been a person that's always been like to help people. I'm just passionate about helping people. And probation just seemed like the perfect fit for me because before probation, I was working as a corrections officer in a um, jail so it was only so much that you know you can't really help them you just got to follow the guidelines that are set in place for them and it was cool I enjoyed it because it was different stuff you see every day but it wasn't for me and when I looked into probation it was more of what I personally feel like it was fit just for me and the fact I'm just passionate about helping others and want to see people succeed and giving people second chances and hoping that they'll take that second chance and do something with it so what's your um degree in so it's in criminal justice i have a bachelor's and a master's both in criminal justice okay so from out of the gate you already knew you wanted to be in the criminal justice field that's interesting yes i just didn't know what i really wanted to do until i started really just seeing what there was to do in criminal justice and so from working in a, in a jail, I was like, well, let me see what else is there to do. And then I came across probation, t- tried to talk to different people. But in Louisiana, it's like nobody really knows about probation because like it's not too many probation officers that I guess we are connected to. So it's like you have to find out information on your own. And then even when you reach out to like the departments, it's like real like bland imp- like imp- like information so it make you feel like you're kind of stuck don't know whether who to reach out to or who to talk to so yeah so you're from louisiana yes i'm from okay yeah i had ended up in georgia just for a change of scenery just to you know get out see what else was out there and ended up coming across 
probation, which was the def- the hiring process in probation in Georgia, what I went through was totally different from this process in Louisiana. How so? So at when I was with the cab, basically they didn't have like an online paper information, or well, online application. It was it was paper. So you had to go up there, pretty much ask if they were hiring. And they was like, yeah, you know, you're hiring. Here's the application. So it was the application. They gave you paper application. Take it, fill it out, bring it back. Um, then there, what, what was she? She was like the human resources person, but she had another name. But basically, turning in your information into her, and she was the contact person throughout the whole process. So it took maybe, I turned my application in. May, it was like about, I want to say maybe January-ish, I turned it in. And then it took them like two months to get back to me about the interview. So then I got the interview. And then after the interview, I think it took like another four months. Hey, we decided that we're going to go ahead and uh, hire you. So it wasn't like no psych evaluation, no drug test that they did or, or, or anything, no agility test. It was just. The interview with like, I felt like it was the whole probation department in the interview, <laughs> in the panel. And um, then after that, it was like, hey, you're hired. We're going to hire you for a traffic division, which basically in Georgia. If you're, if you, if you get a traffic ticket and you cannot pay or any type of traffic offense, they automatically place you on probation. So everybody that I dealt with, yes. So everybody. <laughs> So, so everybody that I dealt with came in hand with was on, you know, was on was some type of traffic offense. Um, so if you had people that was like super speeding, they had to take the the little um in Louisiana we call it like the it's like those classes that you take for speeding, like those teenage classes, like DWI classes, defensive driving, yeah, defensive driving classes and. Like the class, I forgot which what, like what you call it, but it's, it's pretty much like the class that show you these young teenagers that's driving from high speeds and dying, and basically it's it's a video to help you stop speeding. But these people getting in the class and be like, this you know, it's, it don't affect me, and they just do it because they they know they have to do it and then go about their business. But that's interesting. Yeah, do they have all the other conditions of probation too? Like um. You know, not drinking, mm-hmm. and all of that type of what yeah. for a traffic offense? That's crazy. Yeah. So we had to read them. You know, the rules and regulation of probe of pro of probation. While you know, when they at court, judge send them to probation. So they come out the courtroom, and we had like a little desk that was set up outside the uh, courtroom where we had to sign them up. Um, write everything out by hand and then read them right after we write everything up by a hand it was like four or five pay, pay, papers then we asked them if they want to do com- the community service or work off the fine if that was on the uh, paper and most of the time they always said that they would pay off the fine but they never did it so <laughs> well how would they pay the fine if they couldn't even afford the ticket in the first place exactly exactly <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> what is it <laughs> Lord, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we read them, you know, their rules and regulations, and they'd be like, it's just a traffic ticket, and we're like, we understand that, but 
you on probation. So therefore we got to treat you like regular probationers. And that office also had, it had different type of probation going on. So you had misdemeanors that was in there. Then you had like different, it was a superior court, all this. It was a mixture of everything in this one office. We had DV cases, um, child support cases. It was a whole, it was a whole bunch of stuff going on in this one office. And we was just part of the traffic team. Could these people just say, oh, I don't want to do this probation anymore, and they'll just take some jail time? Uh, See, that's what, well, they was like, they didn't want them to do that because they didn't want them to have an influx of people in jail for traffic tickets. <laughs> so they tried to X that option out and was like, how about y'all do the, the community service? So people were like, well, I got full-time jobs. I can't make the community service and it was like either or e- either you're gonna pay this ticket or you're gonna do the community service or you just gonna go to jail but they used to x the jail option out because they'd be like well just send me in there so i can get this over with so i can get out and you know our supervisor used to be like no don't let them do that option because the jail already overcrowded and we already got high probation cases so let's not give them that option let's just keep the option of community service or making uh, payments. Bro, this system is so messed <laughs> I have I have so many questions. So many questions. <laughs> I feel like this is worse than our interview with Elaine. I feel like I just have so many more questions. Oh, sorry, Raina. Raina. I know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have so many questions. Okay, let's start from the beginning. Yes. In Georgia... Mm-hmm. Uh, my understanding is because I actually went to when I went through basic training for my department I actually went through um, one of the girls in my class she was a probation officer in Georgia now okay. in Georgia I understand there's two different systems there's a statewide department of community supervision I believe they only handle felonies that's right yeah that's correct so if you're on felony probation you get the department of community supervision I think they also handle parole cases Yes, And then on the county level, there's a county probation that handles misdemeanor cases, right? Right. And that's the part of the system that you were involved in. Yes. Okay. All right. So we got that straightened out now. So in <laughs> Georgia, so if you're looking to be a PO in Georgia, they got two different systems. Where I'm at is one system. We do probation, parole, um, felony, and misdemeanor. In Georgia, they got two separate systems, okay? In Raquel's system, Apparently, yo, yo, you run that, you run that stop sign. You going you getting probation, y'all. Um, apparently that's a thing. Uh, that's not a thing where I'm at. But yeah, um, so traffic offenses, you can get probation. What what's the, the amount of time? Like, how long are they on probation for for these traffic offenses? So it just depends on the judge. Like most of the cases was like eighteen months um like some of like some of them will be like six months and even people that was on six month cases like they really wouldn't do anything and so at the last minute they'll uh our supervisor be like okay why don't we just go ahead and take them back to the um court to you know take them back to court and we'll used to because they used to like to micromanage a whole lot so 
when what we thought was reasonable time to take them back, our supervisors used to be like, no, let's give them some more time. Maybe they might come back and change. And then like, maybe when they have a month left before the case expired and our, and our supervisors be like, okay, let's get them into court now because we don't want the case to expire. And so it was like a lot of micromanaging and they didn't want you to make decisions for yourself. They wanted you to come to them and ask them if this was okay. So okay. okay, okay, all right. So we're going a little too fast. So slow, slow down oh. here. So, all right. So I get a speeding ticket, right? Mm-hmm. And I have the option of either paying the speeding ticket or going to court, right? That's just usually how it works. Yeah. Okay. Let's say I can't afford to pay it or I don't want to pay it, and then I go to court, right? And mm-hmm. the judge says, "Nah, you did it. You sped, right?" Mm-hmm. So at that point, then what happens? So then at that point. They pretty, they pretty, the, the judges are all is automatically going to send them to probation because they either they can't pay it or they don't want to pay it. So they automatically, judge automatically going to send them to probation. All right. So if I, so if the judge finds me guilty of speeding and I say I want to pay it, I can just pay it and be done, right? Yeah, you can do that, that too. Time. Okay. And if I can't afford to pay it, then they go ahead and put me on probation with you. Yes. Okay. For, about, you say about six months ish. Six months, yeah. Sometimes they had a year. Very okay. rare at two years. All right. So within, let's say I got a year. So within that year, what exactly am I expected to do in that year while I'm on probation with you? So you are expected to report to the office every month. So, so I'm your officer. Yes. So. Oh my god. So you well, report don't speed to the in Georgia, y'all. Don't speed in Georgia, y'all. Don't do it. Don't do it. Wait till you get to South Carolina or Florida, but don't speed in Georgia. You're gonna get probation. Oh, no, I've no. never heard. That's crazy. Brittany, you is this crazy to you? So I gotta come see you and report to you once a month. Okay. She said right, it's just like regular month. probation, Chris. Yo, tell me this ain't crazy though. <laughs> I've been saying that for the past 20 minutes. I know. Okay. All right, so I gotta I gotta come see uh, Raquel once a month. What else? Yes. Yeah, so if you have any like um, like if it depends, like if you have to, if the judge sentenced you to community service, then you have to do those required community service hours. So do you help say, me? Do you help me set those hours up? So I, I help. Yes. So I help you set your hours up. Um, okay. They, we have like a list of approved locations that we would send them to because a lot of people, a lot of places in Georgia didn't set the community service. So this agency actually put a list together. So we would go through a list, basically give them five places on a piece of paper and have them sign and say that they would contact these five places because they have the information and address and see if they can or see when they could start their community their community service hours. So is the community service in lieu of me paying the fine? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. What else I gotta do? So I gotta come see you. I yeah, gotta I, I gotta do some community service. What else I gotta do? You just gotta keep me updated on what's going on in your life. If you're working, where you where you're working at, um, what you're doing. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um do you drug and test sometimes, me? huh? Do you drug test me? 
No. So if it's not a special condition on your probation, then no, we don't do it. We, we only did that if it was a, if it was listed. If it wasn't listed, then no. Okay. So I'd be like, if my traffic offense was related to some kind of drug usage, then the judge might say, well, I want you drug tested, something like that. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So you ain't got drug testing. All right. Um, You coming to my house? No, because in traffic division, we we were not required to be certified officers, but we the office itself had certified officers, but traffic division wasn't one of those officers that were certified. So even though they were sending people to the academy to go out and do house calls, they really wasn't sending us in traffic division because they basically was like there was no real need for us to be certified. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you did you want to be certified? Yes, because you know that was the exciting part of you know going out and being hands on. But that's the this department that just operated differently. Just operated differently, and then when they were going to send us, they actually canceled out our class because they had a police class that needed to go. So they took the five of us out that were going and replaced us with the police class because they have more people, more officers. For the traffic do... division, do you need a bachelor's degree? Yep. Huh, that's interesting. How is the pay rate in comparison to the other departments? So the, the salary starting off was at 40, 40,000. I don't know how, how, like how the other departments, because pretty much all of them was pretty much around the same because I looked at felony and felony started off at 39. And then okay. this one here was at 40. So it's pretty much the the same thing. I feel like that's good because you don't have to do too much. <laughs> you don't have to do too much and you get the same salary as them when they have to go to people's houses and all this other stuff, you know? Right. Chris, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, I guess, I mean, for, for what, for, for that kind of probation... It seems appropriate. I mean, that's the that's like lower than lower level. You know, there's like you know different levels. There's low risk offenders, and I feel like these traffic offenses are even lower than that. So, I guess that makes sense. Um, I don't think it's crazy, but that's a pretty man. cool job. That's I mean, that's a good option. So you're, for people so you're who just don't basically in the office. On. You're just in the office. Pretty much, yeah. So you're just in the office all day. The only time I was in. In the office was when I had to go do jail court, and jail court was actually at the jail at the local jail, and so I would go over there from eleven to twelve. And if they had anybody that was sentenced to probation from jail, then you know I signed them up, explained them their rules and regulations, and they had once they was got out of jail, they had twenty four hours to report to the main probation office to get them situated on the probation so they understood what it was that they were required to um do while they was on probation. So what's um what if there's still like a regular day, a regular a regular day for you when you were doing traffic probation? So a regular day would be me reporting to the office at 8 30. Um if I had files that I had to go through, I went through them um I will write notes in my computer if anybody calls me and whatever we talked about, it would be noted in the com- in the computer. Um, but I will basically just be going through probation, well, going through these files, the ex- or yeah, going through files, 
calling people that have not been reporting to the office and basically asking them like what's going on and I'm gonna need you to report to the office and most of the time they used to be like well no one's contacting me so that's why I'm not reporting I'm like well it's your responsibility to report whether someone's contacting you or not and then they used to always used to be like well the officer before you always told me that if I was in good standing with my probation and pain I didn't have to read I didn't have to come to the office and I was like well according to what you signed on and your conditions it was required that you report once a month so therefore you have to report once a month so that's pretty much what I did like pretty much the whole day until 11 o'clock I would go to jail court be over there from 11 to 12 then go back to the office um and pretty much just do that or close out cases um but pretty much that was pretty much it how did that make you feel (laughs) (laughs) you sound like you counseling her (laughs) Look, I used to go to work. Sorry, it's, with, a, it's, it's hard to turn turn the turn turn the peel hat off. It's hard. It's hard. Oh no, I totally understand. So I mean, I used to go to work and just do what I have to do, and I kept a smile on my face, and I did what was required, and you know, tried to help out. But yeah, it was stressful. What was the caseload size? Oh, oh my goodness, the our caseload was like I know mine was like. Like fifteen hundred, and it this was quick. Yes. <laughs> Did you say fifteen hundred? Yes. <laughs> One five zero yes. zero, and there's a comma yes. in there somewhere. Yes, 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 and it probably was even higher than that. But yes, yes. Okay. And, but, and we had five people in this division, and all our numbers was in the same. Really, me this. How do you see fifteen hundred people in a? If if they ever see you once a month, how do you see fifteen hundred people in a month? It's impossible. It's impossible. So the system is built on you not actually seeing them. Pretty pretty much, to be honest, yes. Pretty much. So a a lot of people cases were expiring because you know it's only five people that's in a division. So all five of us trying to handle cases, handle our own caseload, you know, that was just impossible. And the super the supervisors knew it was impossible, but they wanted to work like we was just this phenomenal team getting things done, knowing that we had more cases expiring than people that was actually coming to the office. And they used to always be be like, well, we need to, we we need the office to have people. So it got to a point basically on our on our report days, our main lobby office would be so full of people that they would have to they would have to wait downstairs before they could come up because the office was just so overflowing with people reporting people who would normally re- report plus the people they had told us to send letters to to come and report to the office. So it was just an overflow and overcrowding of people, pretty much. Fifteen hundred. Yes. <laughs> is there like a violation process? Um, like if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, like how does that work? So basically, if they're not doing what they're doing, you'll write up. Well, you'll do a a, revoc- a revocation hearing, which basically just basically is a paperwork that's to the judge, and basically all it's saying is they've been sentenced. Since they were sentenced to probation for twelve months, you'll put that they were sentenced back in August. 2019 
and they were sentenced on probations for for 12 months and nothing's been done and this is their requirement or this would this is their special conditions of probation and that's pretty much it and so but you get that so they will also advise access to try and get them into court in the next two weeks if they wasn't doing anything that's because they waited to last minute to send them back back to court so they wanted to wait till their probation was almost over then send them back to court because they're not doing anything and then most of the time the judge would be like well probation is pretty much over why y'all waiting so late to send them back back to court so most of the time the judge would close out the case so they could just be done with with the probation even if they didn't do anything did you have these extremely low risk people that do end up catching like serious charges that's something that would like affect their traffic probation like yeah oh, I for speeding but he just got caught for traffic and heroin yes so there was this one this one guy that was on my case he was on my case for a traffic um a traffic ticket but he ended up getting into something and so he ended up with the first degree murder charge and so in that case it was the case was taken from me because there was like um it's a whole nother it's a whole nother case now it's a whole nother ball game so another officer that was over that type of um that type of charge right with the case would be transferred from traffic to whoever the officer was was over the those type of charges did you ever consider going over to uh the department of community supervision so you can actually do like real probation work Yes. So actually, before I got on with them, I was actually had a start date for felony probation, but I was working at the sheriff's office, at the Cap County Sheriff's Office. And for whatever reason, there was a supervisor that did not care for me, but she didn't even know me because, you know, I wasn't, I'm not from Georgia. Didn't even know me, but she just didn't like me from out the gate. So when their chief probation officer called and Asked her for a recommendation. I don't know what exactly was said, but I they basically just took the start date back and told me to go talk with my training supervisor. And yeah, so. All right. So now we're back in Louisiana. And, mm-hmm. uh, so how does is how exactly does the probation parole system in Louisiana work? OK, so in Louisiana, you have to take the civil service test. Um, the passing scores on civil service tests is uh, 70 to 100%, like the lowest is 70 and the highest is, is 100. So once you pass that test, um, you can apply on the government web- on the government website and you can search probation and it, you know, jobs that are available or that's posted will pop up and set, set you up your application that's online on the on the government site and once you do that then they'll let you apply for um jobs and then once you apply you know you just wait for i guess the civil service that's over the um the application process so i guess you wait for them to basically verify um if you taken the test because if you uh, if you apply and don't take the test your application is automatically going to be denied so you have they're going to make sure you take the test first and then make sure you have a passing score. And then from there, I'm assuming they send your application to 
that agency. And then I know in my situation, the agency never called. They they just sent the email. So my first email was basically uh, the email saying that I had to pass an agility test. And um, they sent me basically a paperwork, a risk assessment form, basically saying that they're not liable if anything happens to you while taking the uh, agility test and that you're in good shape to take the test. And basically it was a bunch of questions um, pertaining to probation. Like, would you uh, be able to take someone's life if, if you were in a danger, if, if you were in immediate danger, are you in good shape? Uh, just basic questions like that. Like it was, yeah. And then, oh, it also told you that you would be in the academy for like 12 weeks, I think it said. Oh yeah, and, 12 weeks. Yes, I think that's what, I think that's what I read was 12 weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow, that's pretty long. <laughs> Okay. Um, all right. So, so did you do the agility part already? Yes. So I already did the agility. That. Okay. So um, basically we had to run a mile and a half in 17 minutes and 40 seconds. And you had to do a minimum. Well, you had to do as many push-ups you could do in a minute as possible. And then the same thing with sit-ups. You have to do however many sit-ups you could do in, in a minute. I didn't know what the minimum or what the maximum was, so I just did what I did. And then, of course, the run, it was you have to come in before either right at or before 17 minutes and 40 seconds. And so once you finished everything, they basically told you that they'll send you an email letting you know if you pass, because there was like the required um, percentage is 20% to actually pass all three categories. And so they said that they take all three of your scores and I guess they add them all up and divide them. So you needed at least 20% in each category to go on to the next step. So maybe they waited like two days. And they emailed you back and let you know if you passed or if you didn't um, pass. Okay. So what I hear you saying is that I'll never be a PO in Louisiana because I ain't going to pass. See the way my left knee is set up. I ain't going to none of that. That's crazy. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So are are you guys are they considered law enforcement officers down in Louisiana like full blown law enforcement like full blown police so i'm assuming they're considered full blown police only because i know the academy that they have you go through is a police academy okay from what i understood from the interview they say that it's a police academy that they would be send, sending us to are you excited Raquel? <laughs> Yes, I am because I really just enjoyed it in uh, Georgia, even though I know it's going to be totally different from Georgia experience and now, but I am very excited because it's just what I wanted to really do. And I got the opportunity again to do it. So I'm very excited. And so uh, they do carry, right? Yes, they 
a dude. I'm not sure what they carry because when I was going to ask them in the interview, I think there was on like a time frame. I guess I was asking too many questions. <laughs> so, so yeah. Do you personally carry? No, I don't. And so yeah, but I'll be working since I know I have since I know I'll be going to the uh, uh, academy. I'll I'll be working towards getting myself together with that. <laughs> okay. Raquel, um, in Louisiana, is it a state system where it's probation, parole, everything, felony, misdemeanors, all in one agency, or is it like it was back in Georgia? So I'm assuming that it's all in one agency only because I know the supervisor was like, will y'all be having special projects? So she was like, we'll rotate the special projects. She didn't say what the special projects were, but um, I know for sure that they go out in the field and do other stuff. So it's just the total difference. Okay. So how long yeah. would you say from the time that you applied to the time that you were offered the position? How much time was that? So let's see. So about five months. Wow. What was the um civil service exam like? Basically, it's um a lot of math, um like simple math, uh, reading comprehension, vocabulary, grammar, and it's about it's. I want to say it's like a hundred questions, maybe. A mixture, maybe. Is this so something like, that any high school graduate could pass? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Like they like to overhype the civil service test up and, and say that it's this really extreme hard test, but in honest in honesty, it's it's really nice. It's just I guess they just hype it up to have people nervous bad, but any <laughs> high school <laughs> Any high school student could definitely pass it and be just fine. Okay. okay. That's good to know. Do all right, so you said it's a 12 week 12 week academy. And so you on your heart your start date, do you go straight to the academy or do you go to your off your guess wherever your assigned office is gonna be? Okay, so I'm gonna go to the assigned office only because they told me that the academy right now they stopped it for the rest of the year due to COVID because they said they started one at the beginning of of the year and most of the people that was there ended up with COVID, so they stopped. Oh, no. They stopping it, huh? I said, oh no. Yeah, so they said they had just stopped it and they said they're gonna restart it at the beginning of next year and they said mostly, most likely January, but I guess it's still pending. So. You talking about January 2022? Yes. So what you going to be doing <laughs> for the whole year? I don't know. I guess we're going to see office work maybe. I don't, I don't know. She I don't probably know. Yeah, doing paperwork or something. Filing, right. I mean, filing motions. <laughs> right. So I, know, I know most days, like in my department, um, if you're waiting to go to basic, you there isn't really much you can do because you can, they let you shadow. They let you sit in on office appointments. I think they even let you do some field work with a with a certified officer, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is just just kind of sitting around, just kind of waiting. And I can't well, imagine. I'm pretty sure they're gonna be working. January. You can still do risk assessments and stuff like that, Chris. I mean, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know because most of the time you really can't be a, a be alone with an offender if you're not certified. Yep. That's, that's a liability. 
Because if they mm-hmm. fucking axe out, you you don't got to train to do nothing. You ain't got no strap. You can't do nothing. Exactly. You don't need a gun. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. You're right. You don't need a gun, but it's nice to have. Oh, my gosh. We're not even going there. Know. We're not going there today. Never know. <laughs> you just never know. I'm going to let you make it today. Okay. Y'all see, I won, I won today, y'all. Yep. Mark, this, mark this day down. <laughs> so you're ready to get back. So is is do you, is community supervision what you see, what you see yourself doing for the rest of your life? Yes, I do. Just just because I'm like really just so passionate about people. Like I'm just a people's person. I'm just passionate about people. Since you have a master's, have you considered trying to go feds? Um, actually, I have. And I had applied with New Orleans feds because they were hiring, and but you know they never sent anything back. So I was like, well, maybe let me just stick with the state probation for a couple of years and then try to go back and see if maybe they might consider me. Okay, that's that's a that's a good move. That's what the, that's where the money is. I'll tell you that one. Oh, I know. I have seen it. <laughs> And then I had actually reached out. Well, I didn't know she was she was a federal probation officer. Um, but I had reached out to her to ask her about her experience. And but she was like, I just hate it. I hate it so much. So yeah. So I was like, well, I can't really use your uh review because we got two different views here. Did she say what she hated about it? No, she did not. Um she oh, just said that that she just did not that she just hated it, and then she said she had a husband that w- was working in the same field, um, and he didn't like it either. So I was like, "Oh, well, I'm sorry." Who's the lady that. that you're talking about? You said who's the lady? Uh, her name is Chelsea. I'm gonna have to get her last name, but I know her first name for sure is Chelsea, and she works in a, in an office out in Mississippi, Gulfport, I think. She t- she said. This is just someone that you saw online. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And you yeah, just reached yeah. out to them. And I just reached out to her because when she, because we was in the group, and so she posted that she was a federal probation officer. And I was like, oh, let me just reach out and ask her a few questions about the process what and how she and how she likes it. It's, a, it's, it's, it's a mom's group. <laughs> oh, okay, not a probation group. No, it's okay. not a probation group. It's just a mom's group. But she just happened to put in the group that she was a federal pro. Oh, it was an introduction post, and it was asking everybody what what their job titles were, and that's that's how I seen it. And so I reached out. Gotcha. Yes. So, so here's the thing about feds. Um, when I when I worked in um in Westmoreland County juvenile probation. We actually had an adult probation officer um, that ended up leaving us and got hired to work to be federal. And he went to the feds. And I want to say within like less than six months, he ended up coming back to uh, the county adult probation. And when I asked him about it, I was like, dude, why would you leave? He was like, he's like, yeah, it was nice. The money was nice. He's like, it was definitely more money. But he said it was very boring because they didn't, and it was very, um, let's say like a two or three on a two hat scale. And he didn't like that coming from the County level where it's more hands-on 
Um, you know, they're doing searches, they're doing activities with the police, they're doing more compliance checks and enforcement stuff. They mm-hmm. weren't doing that on the federal level. And he said, I just couldn't. He was like, yeah, the money was nice. But he's like, I was just bored and I just couldn't do it. And, you know, for his personality, I would say, yeah, that probably was a good move for him to come back because he is mm-hmm. like a more go-getter, wants to get out there in the streets um, type person. Thank you, Raquel, for joining us today on this episode. Let the people know where they can follow you on social media. And y'all can follow me on Instagram at love on high. So that's love underscore on underscore high on Instagram. And make sure you follow us too. Raquel, do you follow us on Instagram? Yes, I do. We thank you for being a family member here on the Two Hats podcast. We appreciate you being a supporter. Um, I know we've been, uh, we, me and you have been talking about getting you on this episode for a minute now. So we're, we're yes, pretty yes. excited that it's finally happened. And I know the, um, the family is going to have a, a lot to say in the comments about this, uh, <laughs> this traffic probation in Georgia. And uh, we definitely can't wait to have you back on um, after you go through uh, the 12-week academy. And you can tell us all about it. Yes, I cannot wait to update you all and let you all how it's going down in New Orleans area. So thank y'all for having me. Yeah, you be safe out there. I sure will. And same to y'all. Thank you, Raquel. That was a very interesting take. And we learned something new today, which is what Chris and I love the most about doing these podcast episodes. Like who Preach. is going to get 12 months of probation for a traffic ticket? That is insane. Somebody in Georgia. <laughs> that's stupid. that is crazy i'm so glad we got to interview her and learn a little bit more about that but we definitely need to get her back on when she gets more experience in her new role in louisiana yeah i want you guys to, <laughs> what you guys i want to, want to hear about that 12 week academy that's what i want to hear about 12 weeks that's long <laughs> yes so please guys follow us on instagram at two hats podcast and we will be having a new episode next week we upload episodes every wednesday so stay tuned join the family also follow me your favorite po on instagram and chris the tactical probation officer and uh make sure you follow um at your favorite po on youtube also because you have some pretty good uh episodes on there including some um interviews with uh ex-probationers so that's really that's a i thought those are pretty good ones too and she has some interviews with me so if you ever uh, want to listen to those, it's pretty good, too. But make sure you guys follow us. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts. Allegedly, we're on Apple, too. Allegedly, I'm going to get confirmation <laughs> on that. So if, if you all ever hear that we're on Apple, um, Apple's podcast, shoot us a comment. Let us know. But allegedly, that's what I heard that we were on there, too. So, <laughs> hey, we appreciate you guys. Stay safe out there. <laughs>